know how it is. Hendrix. I promise you, swag, swag. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the 503 for the Fans podcast. This is Noah, and you guys are listening to episode 7. Today I'll be bringing on a special guest today, Dalen Sage, the co-host of the Holy Backboard podcast. Make sure to give him a follow on his Twitter at DA Sage, and make sure to follow the Holy Backboard on their Twitter at Holy Backboard. And before we get this started... Make sure to follow my podcasting network that I'm a part of at PulsePod Network. That's their Twitter. And follow their website at PulsePodcastNetwork.com as you guys can find my pod and many other great ones as well. And don't forget, we are currently partnering with Jersey Express for high-quality NBA and college jerseys for the best prices around. You guys can get 10% off any order if you use our code PULSE. So don't forget to check out their website, thejerseyexpress.com, and make sure to check out their Twitter at Jersey Express. So let's get right started into this. How are you doing today, Dylan? Pretty good, man. Just here representing the Holy Backboard. Wanted to, you know, try and steal some of your fans as it is and uh, get them over to yeah. listen to the Holy Backboard. Ba- Holy Backboard one where they're done yeah, listening a to, to you your on program. Today. Um, let's talk about some things. Um, the Clippers game last night. Um, Portland, they had a very good first half and the defense wasn't showing up. But what was your thoughts on the overall game? You know, I'm just happy that we have a gamer like Damian Lillard for... When games get close, we can just rely on our superstar to to get busy. And in that third quarter, when he got like 19 points in that third quarter, you know, you saw that we have a very special point guard, and yeah, we have a very big deficiency at defending that three-four swing player, kind of like a Tobias Harris and kind of like a Daniel Gallinari. Like we definitely have those issues, and it's been that way for quite some time. But when players like Tobias Harris are just getting their career games against us, man. There's might be might need to focus on defending those three four swings. <laughs> yeah, I mean he had thirty nine points, eleven rebounds, shot fifteen and twenty two from the field, three of six from three point. I mean he got to the line eight times, and it he. I mean, you will see this though. He had a minus uh, plus or minus of thirteen, a negative thirteen. So, I I mean. It was weird, though. I felt like he was going off, and the, the Clippers were giving him the ball like every possession like in the first half and even in the third quarter. And then like the fourth quarter, they just entirely went away from him. Like they, There was like a straight moment where they gave the ball to uh, Danilo Gall- now, D- Gallinari. Gosh, can't even pronounce yeah, that. It's a, yeah, it's a tough name, man. I stumble on the, the title of the own, my own podcast network. So <laughs> yeah. like, it's all good. Uh. <laughs> yeah, Gallinari. I mean, they went to like, five straight possessions on him and, and as i saw a lot of people tweeting about this gallinari when he put it off the backboard I, he was trying to dunk like lebron or something <laughs> yeah he was pulling the t-mac on us man <laughs> but i i was even doc rivers came out and said uh after the game that was the most disastrous play of the night he easily. was wilding <laughs> so hard on that i mean salute to him for having the confidence to even throw that up man and like for like point one second, I was like, "Oh shit, is he really gonna blam this on us?" And then of course he didn't, because he can barely dunk like when he's going free at the basket, he's like, man. He's like the most flat-footed player in the league, honestly. But he, he's smart, so. like not that play, obviously. But like, yeah, but on a normal occurrence, you can say like, "Oh, Gallo's gonna go to the line eight plus times against us because we're undisciplined at, and we'll jump for at pump fakes," and. You know, the first game of the year, I don't think he had that great of a game, but like this one, they they were definitely going to him in the fourth quarter. Yeah, uh, let's talk. We're talking a little Clippers. Let's talk some. Let's talk a little bit more, and we'll get to the Blazers. But let's talk about this. Avery Bradley. <laughs> wow, 
and that guy has regressed. Oh, yeah. Well, like the <laughs> oh my, you know the name Avery Bradley, Pat Beverly. They're scary. Defenders. Yeah, man, they're scary defenders. But if you look at the Clippers. They're like a bottom third def- defense in the league. So you knew once they got past the the scary perimeter defender, there wasn't shit inside that would deter Dame or CJ from getting buckets. I mean, it's weird. Like Dame, all like usually struggles with those type of guards that just lay on him the full court. He tires. I feel like sometimes he tires down from. Him. I mean, who who wouldn't? Because, I mean, Pat Beverly and Avery Bradley were picking up on him full court the whole game. I mean, he tore him up, tore him up. And CJ did too. I mean, Avery Bradley, easily the worst stat line I've pro- he's probably had in his career. Zero points, one rebound, zero assist, uh, zero four from the uh, field, zero three from three-point land, and he had a ne- plus or minus of t- a negative 22. That's an old Dante so- Cunningham stat line, I see. <laughs> Oh my god, Dante Cunningham. Oh god, that's some Blazers stuff. Oh, that, oh shit. I knew him from missing a lot in the Pelicans, but... <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he came in here, he, uh, Blazers uh, were so, like, I was fascinated with him because he used to wear a mouth guard that had two black uh, spots on his mouth guard where it looked teeth. like his yeah, two front yeah, teeth yeah, yeah. were out. <laughs> some of the, if Blazer fans remember that, uh, comment on my... Comment on the episode and let me know. Um, let's talk about this though. I'm some someone I'm really impressed with. Uh, the Clippers rookie Shea Gilgis Alexander. What's your thoughts on I him? I think he's gonna be really fun. You look at like what he can do off that Euro step and like the way he's can generate space to get his shot off. I think he's gonna be a really good find for them and be that starting point guard the Clippers have wanted since uh, CP3 left them. And uh, yeah, I don't know. He's gonna be. I like his game. The, sh- the shot's going to come for him. I mean, the three-point shot was there last night, surprisingly, which he hasn't shot it well all year. But, I mean, if he gets that shot, he's a deadly. Oh, yeah. He's a deadly. I mean, <laughs> anytime you see, like, a guard that young with the creativity that he possesses, man, the sky's really the limit for him. And then the, just the, with the height, man, he can see over all of the other point guards to get, get his teammates involved. Yeah, I've been really impressed with just how he was against the first game against us. I mean, even Damian Lillard said after the game, the first time we played them, when we beat them, he even said he was impressed with Shea. I mean, like, people around the league have been saying that he's been, they've been impressed with Shea. So, I I honestly, he could be a top five rookie of the year. What's your thoughts? The way he just is creative around the hoop, he get use the Euro step, use moves to generate space. He definitely is a gamer, and from, like, the 13th pick, I mean... I know that the 10th pick, if you get the 10th pick in the draft, there's a 20% chance that this player will be good enough to be on your team. And him being a late lotto pick, showing this much skill this early, it's pretty crazy. And he could be a very good player for years to come. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I definitely get what you're saying. I mean, those late picks mm-hmm. have been really good in the past couple of years. Like Kyle Kuzma for the Lakers. Mitchell. I mean, Josh Hart even for them too. Like. <laughs> Those are like 27, yeah, Mitchell, those are 20, even like Draymond Green, he was a tw- pick, like, yeah. I mean, he's not like, uh, but I mean, no, I don't a, really like him, but, he, but still, yo, like, he if, was we, a, if late. the Blazers drafted him in 2012, you would be all about Draymond Green. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, definitely. I mean, you love, you, you would definitely love a player like him just for his in- intensity and all of that, just like his cockiness, because you need a player that's cocky like that, just mm-hmm. to like even make your players feel better about themselves so i like i, I like Draymond for that but i don't like and him because he's on the warriors so 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> let's talk about the Blazers, though. The, they beat the Clippers last night, 131-127. It was a game that I've, I've watched. I was, I was watching the post-game show, um, Blazers Outsiders, and I was listening to Danny Morang, that's, if that's how I pronounce his last name. He was saying um, one thing to watch out for is the defense. And um, I would say, too, I mean, <laughs> back-to-back games with 120 points allowed against two teams that are arguably – I mean, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Lowry hasn't been playing – offense this year this year as well but i mean lou williams is a great offensive player that's two team that's two straight games allowing 120 points oh, man, we've been like how do you so think they came through you know there was like six months last year where we could be like yo we can actually talk about how we've improved defensively and then this year we started out pretty hot and then now it's just regressed to the, like oh man we're just going to be targeted by this other team that superstar is not going to get any extra pressure thrown at him unless his name's Marcus Aldridge. The defense has been trash for a long time, man. It's just the way it is. I mean, like, <laughs> n- now you can target, like, yeah, if and- you play Daily Fantasy, you can target the lead ball handler. You can c- target both small forward and power forward. Like, the only person that's putting up resistance really is Nurkic off help side defense and then post ups. The defense is trash. Honestly. I've been something I've been impressed with is uh, Damian Lillard's defense this year, and I think people under underrate it. I don't think it's I don't think he's an elite defender. I'm not saying that, but I do think he has mm-hmm. really taken it personally that people mm-hmm. think he can't guard people. And I think I mean yeah, everyone Drew gets, blown, gets blown by. Blown by. Everyone he's the best de- defensive sp- player in the game. Yeah, but what I will say, yeah, I mean but, CJ yeah, McCollum's defense, yeah. man, like damn. Oh yeah, he's getting blown no, by no. off one cut yeah. like. Drives to the rim, man. Remember that Milwaukee He's game got, that I said I would never yeah. mention, but except I am now. Like he was just letting Malcolm Brogdon and uh, <laughs> Chris uh, Middleton just go absolutely ham on him. So like, it, oh it, my god, dude, and, and what's, whoever CJ is going against is gonna have a damn good day. Let's talk about this one though. Let's talk about the Spurs game at San Antonio. Let's talk about what Demar Derozan did. I mean, Jesus, Demar Derozan tore CJ up the fourth quarter. Like, is this the worst defense he's played it, since he's not been on the Blazers? I, I, I don't know. I think people are really are like saying, okay, we're gonna like guys like Demar Derozan. Like that, I don't know why he's yeah, guarding well, him. Like, put Mo Harkless or someone. Most that, teams don't have three good defense like offensive players. Why not put CJ? Like you mentioned the Spurs game, Dante Cunningham, who we mentioned already, is in that starting five. Why not put CJ on Dante and put Mo or Al Farouk on? Or even, you know Demar Derozan. Yeah, or yeah, even like I mean, I was maybe thinking Rudy Gay because he starts, but still, no, that's not really the best matchup here. You want to target either. Dante? Um, if we we're talking Spurs. Yeah, yeah, definitely, because um, because their starting lineup is is a what uh, Dante, Rudy Gay, Lamarcus, uh, yep. Brian Forbes, and Demar, something like that. Yeah, and yeah, I honestly, yeah, put him on Dante. Dante's not going to come and give him and straight if, five if post he fadeaways. Does five post fadeaways. Who does that hurt? It's the Spurs. It isn't us. If he's doing five post fadeaways, he's going to miss three off top. So it's like, that's not efficient offense, and that's <laughs> yeah. not what Pop would want. So you know he's pulling him as soon as he shoots that fifth one. Yeah, and it, it just it just astonishes me that they kept CJ on DeMar so long that game. I was just like, Stotts, but that's do something not his different. Suit, like, there's a lot. Of- I mean, we've seen it for years now. He's been the... His mid-game adjustments are, at best, 
un, un, Meh. Like, like he doesn't pick the right he doesn't do a good pivot in game that's something and like that if no, he changes no. you know he's gonna revert back once things get tough you can do all the changes now but when things yeah, get it, tough you're gonna revert back to what got you there and what got him there is like putting cj think, on the the elite scorer of that team and watching that elite scorer go to work <laughs> I think one thing I've seen Stotts kind of go back to was he kind of got mm-hmm. away from his bench a little bit again this year. This year he got away from them again, and he started he started thinking, oh gosh, I gotta have either Dame or CJ on the court the whole entire time. And I think that's what really hurt the Blazers when they went in that what mm-hmm. four and ten. I mean they some some crazy stretch. They lost ten games out of fourteen, and they. He went back to the, where he just was saying, "Okay, CJ, you're gonna be at the bench, and Dame, you're gonna be playing with the starters. And like, once you guys are not like out of the first quarter, you guys aren't gonna play that much together unless it's like the fourth quarter. So, and then the past two games, he I think he switched against Toronto. I think he really was like, "Okay, I'm gonna try to put my trust back in the bench." And he started making it he, like <clears> he did the first ten games where the Blazers were going off and the bench was going off. And you saw what that did to the bench against Toronto. They went out for 58 points, uh, season high. So. I think he he's been mm. too afraid of this bench of well, this team that it, it's getting to, it's getting to the point where we're gonna well, go I as think, far as the, our I bench takes us. So what's your first thoughts? to address that uh, Toronto game? I think Zach Collins coming out with a thirty pointer and then a post up to start the bench scoring gave Evan Turner a lot of confidence, and then Seth Curry oh, actually yeah. playing well also gave him a lot of confidence because. When we were struggling, it was the Evan Turner show, ISO ball heavy in that second unit. And then when Zach showed that he could hit, when Seth showed that he isn't a four PER guy, that was, yeah, dog, I look. Gosh. And uh, he was a four before that Toronto game. And I don't know what his PER is now, but at the time it was trash. <laughs> so, like, Horrible. him scoring, like, double digits, it's crazy. Like, that helped Evan Turner. And I don't know. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I know basketball Twitter thinks that uh, spacing out CJ and Dame is a good thing, but when they are together, we have such a strong weapon, and that's our backcourt. Like, no, not many teams can shut down the backcourt of Dame and CJ when they're both hitting. I mean, both hitting is tough, but, like, CJ is- that is such a high strength that it's going to take a special team to stop it. So I want to see Dame and CJ on the floor together. Yeah. Just to show that, like, strength. Definitely. Um, but, I, I mean, like, I remember in the first part of the year, our bench, like, I remember people in the broadcasting team were like, you know, our bench might be the best in the league. Well, no, we had a really good hot streak and then regressed to mean. And, you know, like, our all... <laughs> and now we're... And now yeah, we're I mean, like, but our, all, bench our is starting horrible. five is going to get us leads, <laughs> and then our bench is going to lose us those leads because there's not that much talent on it. A lot of money's been spent... But not that no. much talent. I would say, I would say this. I've actually against the, the Toronto game was the first time I've seen yo, Seth yo, Curry been, make two shots he's in been a row. Atrocious. Like, I mean, he's made like there's been moments where he's made like one mm-hmm. shot and then he'll miss like three. But that's the first time and against Toronto it was the first. I, I, mean, I swear to God, the first time I've seen him make two straight shots. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, <laughs> this is going to be his night for mm-hmm. uh, for our bench. So it, it was a fantastic night to have it. It was a game that we honestly had to win or else we would have been at, what, 15 mm-hmm. of 14? Well, Ugh. like, 
Ugh. And now we're sitting at 17 and 13. Yo, this, so this West is so, so close, man. Like a few losses here, a few losses there. I mean, like there was that narrative earlier, like we got time during that, during when we were playing awful, that streak of losses, there was this narrative being betrayed. Like, you know, we have time, you know, we've done this before every year. There's a bad to part where we just lose and lose and lose. But those games matter. Us dropping really easy, ma- easy yeah, games no, matter in April. So this, like, what? losing to, oh, shit, Washington, that matters now. Like, those games yeah, matter yeah. when playoffs yeah, are yeah, concerned. Yeah. So dropping these, well, Memphis, losing was, to Memphis at that time was a tough team. So it's like, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. mean, just dropping these L's, man, it isn't good for us. And then the, them just... Using this bullshit excuse of we got time, man. Well, when 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 fifteenth, <laughs> well, when thirteenth and fifth are separated by three games, do you really have time to drop L's? Nah, you got to come in with like path, passion, no, purpose, no. and pride, and you know step on the necks of some whack teams. I mean, like we let the Knicks go crazy on us, and we barely won, man. Like, <laughs> you know, Noah Vonley had Noah a solid Vonley game. Noah <laughs> is that mid-tier power forward that we you lost. put in your fantasy lineups and just we lost a gem. roll with. Dog. <laughs> no, no, you don't want yeah, to trigger people there. that are anti-Vonley on this show, bro. You don't want to do it. But what I will say <laughs> is he has improved immensely. So, Oh, yeah. And I think we oh, definitely you know, could use could him right now. Off the, even off Zach the Collins, bench Noah Vonley, would... back up four and five. You can switch oh literally God. everything and be a menace defensively. We don't have that. We don't have that. We have Myers <laughs> Leonard and Caleb Swanigan. So let's not get excited of what could have happened. We wanted to save. We wanted to or see Sierra I mean, save our owner three million and not get any assets back in return for Noah Vonley. So let's let's stop talking about Noah Vonley, or yeah, it's going like, to trigger some people, and I don't want to be the the reason that they're triggered at your show, not my show. <laughs> Agreed. So let, let, let me read the standings for you. This is insane. Western Conference, Denver Nuggets, 20 and 9, first place. Golden State, 20 and 10, 21 and 10, uh, second place. Oklahoma City, 19 and 10, third place. Lakers, 18 and 12, fourth place. Portland, us, 17 and 13, fifth place. Clippers, 17 and 13, sixth place. Uh, seventh place, Dallas, 15 and 13. Eighth place, Memphis, 16 and 14. S- Sacramento, 16 and 14. And then Houston, 15 to 14, and San Antonio, 16 to 15, New Orleans, 15 to 15, Minnesota, 14 to 16, and Jazz, 14 and 17. I want to Jesus. talk about that Kings. <laughs> Louis, I, have you been watching the Kings much? De'Aaron De- Fox is All right. uh, a superstar. I'm glad you Kings. said that. I can't, I have to turn on my phone, turn off my phone during podcasts, or there will be a static. Look on ESPN.com or whatever stat site you use. Look how many minutes Yaron Fox played yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Five. I think he played like something yep. like ridiculous and they got blown out. I don't know why Vogel is blown out. They got- doing this to his team. It's ridiculous. De'Aaron's why would the, he, why would he do that? The star in a of that pivotal- team, the face of that franchise and played literally zero minutes. It, you know, that's, that, that's just, that was I've seen a lot of people I think he needs insane to, go. to me that he only played that few it's like every chance he gets to play and they got he's their... gonna improve based on continuity the game slowing down all of the shit I feel like Vogel doesn't give a fuck <laughs> 
And the main reason I'm mad, and I'm going to be 100% yeah. honest, I had Daily Fantasy, and I had a few kings on it, and then I looked, and it was like, how the hell did he get only six points? And then I looked at the stats, and I'm like, Fogo! <laughs> yeah, he played something ridiculous. <laughs> Let's talk about this, though, to, to wrap this little show up. Let's talk about the next three games. Next three games are at home, very winnable games. We play Memphis, we play Jazz, and we play the Dallas uh, Dallas Mavericks. Um, well, give me your the, predictions on those. Memphis is the slowest team in the league, top five defense. Really, the only person that I see like consistently being able to beat the Grizzlies is CJ McCollum. So I'm going to predict that CJ has a really good game. Dame gets bottled up, and Nurk is kind of consistent. And I think that... Man, I, I feel bad about this, but I think Memphis is going to win. Okay, I, I would respect it, and I would, but the only thing I'm going to give the Blazers on this is momentum. The Grizzlies just got their asses handed to them, 93-110 to 110 by Golden State. Golden State. Though. I mean, well, it is Golden State, <laughs> I would say that. Yeah. So, I mean, it is like the best team ever, so, so I give them a little bit of a yeah, pass. Yeah, so I would, a little... It's the Blazers are are on good momentum. I mean, the Grizzlies have lost two straight. They lost to the Rockets too. I mean, and it is the Rockets, so it's, they've had a pretty hard that game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he had he had fifty dollar, uh, you know, like work triple double, him, I, think, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I wish Dame well, could do the, that, the, but Dame that's just not get Dame's game. Rebounds, I mean, <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's rough. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's he's rough way too much on the perimeter for that. Yeah, um, so I will I will give the Blazers this one. I don't think they will drop two straight games against Memphis. I don't think Memphis is missing some guys like guys like that used to kill the Blazers last year, like Dylan Brooks. Wasn't it Marshawn? I mean, he's not last playing. Time, he last year it was Marshawn Brooks getting biz. Yeah, Marshawn killed us in the fourth quarter. Yo, I was like, like <laughs> where is this? Like, I mean, yo, this? he's like a G leaguer from Providence uh, College, yo. Then last oh year he was God. looking like damn was just like, Jamal Crawford in his prime, just dropping us off, man. That's just typical. Yo, Blazers. like the Morris Random brothers always going seem off to get this. Uh, Troy Daniels. Um, who else? Ian Clark. Like, there's all of these random no nobody no name dudes that just get absolutely biz on our team. Man. Oh, Let's yo, talk about we this. Yogi made him Ferrell, his Dallas NBA Maverick. career off that, didn't he? He got signed to a two-year directly after <laughs> yes. that game. <laughs> yeah, he got, yes, yes. He had a 10-day, he was on a 10-day contract, and he yeah, killed God. us. <laughs> that just speaks to the Blazers, though. <laughs> that just cracks me up. Um, I, I will give the Memphis, I will, I think it'll yeah. be a slow game, and I, the Blazers hate playing against teams like this. And I think the Blazers will come out on top because I think they have momentum. The and I think the, the bench will probably. Yeah, I, I think mm-hmm. CJ loves M- Memphis. He loves Memphis, but he loves playing in Memphis, I would say. So I would say because that's, yeah. that's what got his career actually yep. boosted in the playoffs. So I would say um, I would say Dame's going to do his thing. I mean, he, he, that's not a hard prediction. That's not like something I'm reaching. But like I would say Dame again. CJ will probably give us that's 20, 25. But I say Dame games, will. 25 points? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he's giving us 25 and Dame's giving us 25, it's like almost an automatic but W what if for the Blazers, I, I feel like. This is the second worst possible matchup for Damian Lillard. Does that make you like skew your, yeah. your prediction a little bit? If I said that defensively, this is one of the worst matchups possible for him? Yeah, no, I I definitely agree with you. Dame definitely struggles with Memphis. I mean, they're so aggressive at stopping Damian Lillard. 
Yeah, even when we played them in the playoffs, I'd say three years ago or so, like four, um, Memphis really just came in Yo, and just like, like, overhauled Damian. Everybody else can just kill us. Damian Lillard is not going to do this. Yeah, just like how the Pelicans did to us how last year. How do you feel about Jaron Jackson out, III? Have you just, watched him at all this year? Yeah, he he is um, a, a rookie. A rookie of the year candidate, I would say, and he has a very mm-hmm. bright future. That's gonna be a scary team in Memphis, and that depends on Mike Conley's uh, health. But that's gonna be a scary team, and at least I would say next year mm-hmm. they were gonna they're gonna be a lot scarier. Because I mean, I like their signing of Kyle Anderson. He's not the best player, but he he fits their style. Mm-hmm. I mean, he fits everything they're about. So I would that's a good pickup for them. I, I feel that Jaron Jackson, he mm-hmm. is going to be a star in this league. I think he will easily. I mean, he has all the credentials to do it. So I, I like that. The I comparison like my uh, I mean, he's a, Dustin I, Haas on the holy backboard said, and I kind of agree with it. You might be a little young for this one, but Jermaine O'Neal. Okay. Yeah. It, I could definitely see that. I was, I don't know how, God, don't when know. was he drafted? 2000s. Something yeah. like early 2000s. It was, yeah, yeah. So I was like, five I know you're or making something. me feel something so like old, that. dog. So. <laughs> Twenty years young, man. So, <laughs> um, let's talk about this. Um, the, the, the Utah game. Draft. Utah I is sitting that. Yeah. Oh gosh. Okay. God, so, here we yeah, I wasn't All even right. born when he was drafted. <laughs> let's talk about the Utah game now. They're sitting in second to last place in the Western Conference, fourteen seventeen. It is not looking good for Jazz fans. Do you think fans. they bought into their own hype? They're still very like, capable. I would agree with you. I mean, I, I, I think they They're really so got caught good. up in last year and all their success. So and I think they got caught up in the summer Mitchell's saying we're going to be this star, team. And then they stars. came out and they're not the team. So, yeah, I would agree with you. Mm-hmm. So, I think their defense is still good. Like, it's top five. But it's not like the, the shut down, like defense of yeah exactly and like i think if we get into that lead quickly i think hitting them in the mouth quickly is going to be a big thing for the, for this game like they're like kind of like a running team in football where like they're just they, they really don't four yards in a <laughs> they, cloud of dust type of team besides donovan mitchell and joey Ingles, they, they don't have a solid option the, like the like i mean like we've really said catch up and if donovan mitchell's not playing like that he should then it, it's trouble for them <laughs> So I think we're going to end this pod here. Um, thank you for coming on the show, man. It meant a lot. Oh, yeah. Thank you, bro. Uh, so once you're done checking out this program, the Holy Backboard's on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play. Give us a like if you fuck with us. Well, man, you got a great podcast. So just make sure to check out his Twitter at DA Sage and make sure to check out him and his co host Twitter as well at Holy Backboard. And don't forget to check out my Twitter at 503 Blazer Fans and have a good night and make sure to tune in to the further episodes. Peace out.